It is the delight. It is the delight of the Lord. Every child of his profits from the kingdom's blessings. Amen. And so what we have been dealing with about the grace that we've been talking about from the book of uh, uh, Timothy, it has been something that my heart has always been indicting in it. And I'm always uh, pleased to God that he will reveal a lot of things for us to be able to rest on. Hallelujah. Every child of God needs the grace of God be able to function effectively and efficiently. And we have talked about the grace, we have talked about the mercy, and we have talked about the peace of God. The three factor that is necessary for every child of God to be buoyant in the things of the spirit is one thing that we, we are child, children of God as a Christian. And there's another thing to be endowed with the grace, with the mercy and the peace of God. Hallelujah. And so the scripture will come down further down and say that we need the power of God. We need the, 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 the sound mind of God and we need the love of God. And the scripture says that he did not give us any place there's a sense of timidity or a sense of fear for us to cower away. But rather what we need in this life is what God has provided. That's the three main factors of our lives. That's the grace, the mercy, and the peace of mind. Hallelujah. The minds of every son and every child of God must always be at a place of soundness. That's what God wants your mind to be. He wants the grace upon your life to carry the power that it needs to carry to be able to fulfill your assignment. He also wants the mercy to be, to be speaking also through you, which is the spirit of love that the Lord expects us to do. So if you want, you can go on Spotify. It's already on Spotify. So if you want to go on Spotify and you find it there, grace, mercy, and peace. It's already on Spotify this morning. We uploaded it. And by the grace of God, we have received five different awards from our host or the hub from which that we, we share uh, the, the things that the Lord gives to us, the messages of the Lord. We have received five different awards. I've sent it to you. You have seen it. So I want to thank God for that award that is given to us. Actually, we have exceeded what the expectations were. Amen. So we thank Amen. God at the moment Amen. this morning when I checked, we were over 240 times downloaded. Hallelujah. Some in Russia, some in America. American people, you are doing very well. Hallelujah. If they are not here, please invite them. Tell them that it is time. Wake up and connect now. Hallelujah. America is leading at the moment on the uh, Spotify um, activities. So please go on Spotify, share with others, go on Google, share with others, go on Twitter, share with others. Everywhere your platform is, just send it there. You don't have to do much. Just any platform that you're on, tell them that this message was a blessing. I want you to listen to it. That's all that you need to do. You never know how many people will be blessed by what you will do. Amen. Today, the word of the Lord has given us the privilege to study strength in grace. Strength in grace. This grace that we're talking about, the Bible says that the, uh, the apostle Paul will have to speak to Timothy after the release of the blessings of grace upon the life of Timothy. He had to speak to him and tell him a message that my brother, listen, Though you have received this impartation from me, one thing that I want you to do is to be strong in this grace. Hallelujah. Is to be strong in this grace. So our scripture is going to be taken from 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. 
second Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. I read, said, Thou therefore, my son, Hyanicletus, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men, who shall be able to teach others also. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. That no man that war for it entangle himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who has chosen him to be a soldier. And if a man also strive for masteries, yet is he not crowned, except he strive lawfully. Hallelujah. Said the husband man that laboreth must be the first partaker of the fruit, and consider what I say. And let the Lord give thee understanding of all things. At the understanding of all things. And one of the areas we want to get a full picture about is this grace factor. Hallelujah. So we are going to talk about strength in grace. So the first question comes to mind. What actually is grace at all? A lot of people have different kinds of meanings to it. Uh, people will say that uh, the ability to do what you have to do when, uh, with, uh, with, with beauty, with, with fluency, with, with easiness and all that. And all kinds of um, uh, explanations online that I, I was online trying to look into it uh, from the biblical perspective. And one thing that the Spirit of God laid on my heart to, to get into my spirit is this. And this is the meaning the Spirit of God gave to me personally. Hallelujah. He says that it is the release of divine enablement to act effectively and efficiently on our destiny's assignment for the kingdom's purpose. I'll take it again. So that wherever you are, when you hear anybody talking about grace, you will fully understand as Christian assembly member that it is the release of divine enablement act effectively and efficiently on our destiny's assignment for the kingdom's purpose. This grace that we're talking about could only happen to us by way of Jesus Christ responding to the call that was given to him by God the Father. Every one of us have the measure of grace of God in us. And this grace that we're talking about could only happen to us because Jesus Christ had to do four particular assignments so that you and I could be in line or in alignment to be able to receive this grace factor or the impartation of this grace from God for us to be effective in our destiny's assignment. The question comes, what did Jesus do to be able to give us or make us ready for God to accept us to release this grace factor into our lives? Number one, the Bible says in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 10, that Jesus Christ, he made manifest himself by God's blessings, by his personal appearance on earth here. I'll take it again. He made manifest God's blessings to us 
by the revelations of his personal appearance on earth here. So for you and I to obtain any grace from God, Jesus had to come physically on earth here to taste of how life is on earth so that God can approve of him of the things that we are going through daily in this life so that we can receive the grace to be effective in whatever God wants us to do. So Jesus Christ took upon himself to come physically through the womb of Mary and came and, get, and got birth by the grace of God. And then he experienced the life that we are experiencing. And then through that, God also began to work something in him. Number two, Jesus, he came and abolished death by taking the key of death and grave for us to have our freedom to be alive again in God. So he abolished death by taking the key of death and grave. So it's another second assignment that Jesus Christ will do to pave the way of grace in partaking. Hallelujah. Number three, he brought life through the gospel to us. Jesus Christ brought life through the gospel to us. So anyone that is listening to me today, anywhere that you are, if the gospel is not found in you, then your life is not fully complete to receive the grace of God into your life. So one of the major things that you can do is to allow Jesus Christ to have preeminence in your life, to be your Lord and your personal Savior. And through that, the ability for the gospel to be imparted or to be released to you will begin to take place so that you can be a candidate for grace to be imparted in you. And number four, he brought immortality through the gospel with the guarantee of his life. He guaranteed our life's existence and our continuity even after this life for us to still be in existence because of his life. So he used his life as a guarantee for us to have life so that whatever it is that we are doing in this life, even if we check out of this flesh, we can still be in existence, still be in continuity in the things that we need to do by his grace because he used his life to buy us life so that we can still live. So without Jesus Christ, your chances of survival is very very That's why whenever we approach people who don't know Christ, who haven't accepted him as Lord and personal savior, we are, we are supposed to with agency, with, with, with a sense of tact and a sense of, of, of joy and zeal and passion, try to let them understand and have this opportunity that we all have by his grace. They have the ability and the enablement for them to also receive the portals of grace so that we they can also walk in that kind of freedom to fulfill their assignment on earth here. Without Christ, it's impossible. It is impossible. We will die out broke. We will die out rich. We will die out with all kinds of grace upon our life. If Jesus is not in there, we cannot continue this life and will not do what Christ or what God the Most High is expecting from us. So grace 
that we are waiting for or we are basking in, it is the enablement that God will give to us through the four acts that Jesus Christ had to do for us to obtain that according to Timothy. Hallelujah. And so when Jesus Christ did this, when Jesus Christ did this for us, this is what God did out of that. This is, let's see what God will do with, with what Jesus Christ did. And then we'll go to what the Holy Spirit will also do with the grace that God will impart in our lives. One, after Jesus Christ doing these three things, it opened the door for God to save us from our sins. God was able to save us from our sins because Jesus Christ brought us immortality. He brought us life through the gospel. He abolished death by giving us uh, the key of death and grave. He was able also to come and manifest himself physically on earth here. When Jesus did this, it gave God the opportunity to save you and I again into this life. Number two, God also called us with a holy calling. So every child of God listening to me today, in the name of Jesus Christ, now you and I, we have a holy calling in our God. It is not a mistake. It's not a happenstance or anything. But it was a planned work of God because of what Jesus did on the cross of Calvary. Number three, God bless us by his purpose and deposit of grace. So this is where grace comes into manifestation. One, because you have an assignment through the holy calling, being saved by God, now he's giving you the deposit of grace and also person. That is why we always say, we tell people that when you come into God or when you accept Jesus Christ, there is a purpose for your life. He will help you to fulfill this purpose in this life. So if you have ever heard of that statement, the purpose-driven life or purposeful life or purpose life, it means that Jesus Christ is the focal point through which we can obtain this purpose when we have accepted him into our lives. And God now will bring that salvation into us. And then he can give us a holy calling. And the moment the holy calling is upon your life, it means that God has deposited a sense of purpose in your life. You carry a purpose this day, not because of Jesus Christ. And now the impartation of grace comes upon you. The impartation of grace comes upon you. And number four, God then plans for your future before the ages to come. So everything about your life is well organized, is well arranged in heaven's perspective that whatever it is that you need to do, anywhere that you have to be, and the woman or the man that you have to marry, the business or the jobs that you have to do, the position that you have to uh, occupy in society, everything concerning your life, has been pre-planned and well organized by God. If only you allow him. That is why the Bible says that the steps of the righteous, they are ordered by the Lord because God knows the ends of your life from the beginning. He has already planned it because of what Jesus Christ has done in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 10. So God does these four things because of the openings of our Lord Jesus Christ. So the Apostle Paul was telling Timothy that you've got to be strong in this grace 
that God has impacted upon your life. If you want to be grow, grow strong and to be grounded in him, you've got to find ways and means to make you strong. And we've got to come to that place. How do I become strong in this grace that God has given to me? Hallelujah. And let's see what the Holy Spirit will also begin to work on our life. So now we have seen what Jesus has done. We have seen what the Father has done. And let's see what the Holy Spirit will also do with this kind of grace that the Father and the purpose and the plan that is given to us, what the Holy Spirit will do with this grace upon our lives. Number one, God's grace through the Holy Spirit saved us. So every day and everywhere we are, the grace of God continuously saves you from trouble, it saves you from challenge, it saves you from backsliding, it saves you from weakness, it saves you from the attacks of the enemy. The grace of God saves us, hallelujah, because our works alone cannot save us. Whatever you do might not be able to save you. So Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9 says this, so for by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourself, it is the gift of God not as a result of work, so that anybody should boast about. So when you wake up in the morning, it's by the grace of God. Hallelujah. When you are sleeping, it is by the grace of God. Hallelujah. When you are out there on the street, it is by the grace of God. Hallelujah. When you have been able to invite somebody to come on this platform, it is by the grace of God. If you have been able to do or achieve anything in this life, it is by the grace of God. Ephesians 2 8 says that we could not attain anything except by the grace of God, which comes as a gift from the Father. So the Apostle Paul says to Timothy, be strong in this grace. Today, I pray over your life in the name of Jesus Christ that may this grace also come upon you. May you be strong in this grace of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Number two, the Holy Spirit also helps us to be justified by grace. The justification that we have received in all that we are doing, not because we have not seen, not because we are strong enough, but by the grace of God, we receive justification. And this is one of the ways that one of my teachers taught me in this, that every time Satan comes to you to remind you of your weakness, to remind you of the troubles of yesterday, tell him that I have been justified by grace. What, what does the justification mean? Just ask as if I have never done that before. That's the meaning of justification in biblical balance. Hallelujah. Yes, it is true that I have made an end, but the word of the Lord says that he has justified me. He has set me apart because of what Jesus did. And God has approved me by saving me and by giving me opportunity again, by giving me this gift of grace. So the Holy Spirit now affirms to the works of the enemy and all forms of darkness that, listen, I stand justified. I know I'm no longer condemned. I'm no longer a slave. I'm no longer a servant to any kind of trouble. But God has justified me by grace. Hallelujah. So Romans chapter 3, verse 24, will help us to understand that being justified as a gift by grace through the redemption which is in Christ Jesus. So every one of us, it was the redemption through Christ Jesus that everybody has been justified by grace. 
Hallelujah. So it is not my righteousness. It is not my physical energy. Look, listen, you can go on your knees and scream all the day, not long, and do all the righteous things that you can do. You can fast for 40 days and 40 nights and eat no food and do everything. If Jesus Christ does not help you out, every effort of yours will be in vain. If God does not approve of you, whatever you do will be in vain. Satan actually will take over those areas of your life because you have opened a new portal for him and have garnished your life for him to actually encroach in. So people of God, we all have been justified by grace through the finished work of our Lord Jesus Christ. The redemptive work of Jesus has brought us divine justification. Number three, the Holy Spirit also helps us to be sanctified through the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. So if you are listening to me today, if anybody thinks that you have not been sanctified, tell them that they lied back. It wasn't true. And they did not know the whole story. Hallelujah. That we have been sanctified by the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So we are able to have a right living because of Jesus, because of what Jesus has done. The redemption he gave us, the salvation he gave us, we now stand sanctified because of Jesus. The blood makes me pure. The blood makes me whole. The blood sets my error and cleanses me from all unrighteousness. So I stand sanctified in his sight, and God approves of that. So the grace factor that we are talking about. It is a factor of a great need to every child who wants to be a Christian, who wants to walk in the Christ-like manner, who wants to be able to fulfill their destiny in this life, who wants to become effective and efficient in every calling, in every assignment of the kingdom concerning their life. They must have the grace factor upon their lives. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13, it will say, that because God has chosen us from the beginning for our salvation through the sanctification by the Holy Spirit and faith in truth. So everybody, through the works of the Holy Spirit, the Lord God Almighty has brought us and has chosen us from the beginning of our, uh, our salvation, sanctify us. So everybody is well sanctified. Please. I want you to have this. This is one of the major battles in our minds. Thinking that we don't qualify. I'm not there yet. I don't know it all. I've made a mistake here. I am here. Listen, it is Jesus Christ who justifies. It is Jesus Christ who sanctifies. It is Jesus Christ who saves. So whatever it is with your life, do not allow this demonic thought and all this kind of defeat, defeatism the enemy plays on our minds, begin to well on us so that we cannot do much for God. Listen, from today, every time the enemy reminds you, tell him that you have been justified and sanctified. You have been saved. You have been accepted in the beloved through the work of, of the cross of Calvary. Hallelujah. 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 And the thing that grace has done for us has empowered us to serve. So whatever you are doing, you are not doing it with your strength, 
from today, by the grace of God, everything that we are doing, I'm here preaching to you or speaking to you. I'm not speaking on my own strength or on my own. I can't do that. I don't have the, the flair of speech to be able to convince you to understand what grace is. If God hadn't given me what it takes to do that. So it is by the grace of God that even today, I am serving you today. And the word says that grace gives us the ability to serve effectively and efficiently. Hallelujah. So Philippians chapter 2, verse 13 will say, For it is God who is at work in you, both to will and work for his good pleasure. So whatever you can do, anything that you can achieve, listen, it is the hand of God. It is the grace of God upon your life. So the Holy Spirit uses this grace for you to become effective tool in the hand of the Master Jesus. So the apostle Paul himself who, who confessed in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 10, and say that, he said, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. Who can confess the same thing with me? That by the grace of God, I am what I am. Not because of my own expertise. It is by the grace of God, I am who I am today. It is not because of my wisdom. It is by the grace of God, I am what I am today. It is by the grace of Hallelujah. I am what I am. Hallelujah. Towards me did not what I prove. It's not they said the grace has not proven in vain, but I have labored even more than all of them. Not yet I, but the grace that is at work inside of me. The grace of God that is in him. That is what is at work. Hallelujah. So he is what he is, or he was what he was, because of the grace of God. And you and I from today. We will not attempt anything with our own strength, but we shall attempt by the grace of God. We shall not go on our daily jobs or daily activities with our own enablement and our own abilities anymore. But by the grace of God, we can achieve, we can do what we need to do in the name of Jesus. The grace speaks. The grace speaks. So the apostle comes to Timothy to let him know that, listen, Whatever I have achieved in this life and all the books that I have written in the Bible and all the people that I have won to Christ and every man that I've been able to share the gospel with, anyone that I've brought deliverance to, it's not because I could do it, but I allow this grace to mature in me. I allow this grace to be strong in me. I allow this grace to become of my life. And this is the strategy for you to begin to build the strength of grace inside of you. So he spoke to him and said, I'll be down strong in this grace. And let's see what he will tell Timothy to be able to do. The first thing that he spoke to Timothy is to commit to truth fulfillment to all men. That for the grace that has been imparted upon your life, for you to be effective in them, you've got to commit the truth that you have received from the gospel to all men. So if you want to increase in grace, if you have to have strength in grace, every gospel truth that you have received, share it with a brother, share with a sister, so that when they receive the message also, they may begin to walk thereby the same way as you have also received. Hallelujah. So he says, commit the truth and fulfill to faithful men. Anyone that you know that they are faithful, commit the truth to them. And today I am sharing the same truth to you. So I pray that may you have within your heart to accept this truth of grace in your life so that you can build yourself in the Lord in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Number two, he says, endure 
every hardness as a soldier of the cross. Hallelujah. Unfortunately, most of the church and most of the kingdom, most of the Christians, most of the leaders have always watered down the Christian work. And so we don't see any sense of hardship in our life. And we cannot be hiding anymore. If you see a child of God, a small thing can trip them out. A pastor was preaching on the streets, sharing the gospel, and he had an offering basket in front of him. And somebody went and peeped into the offering basket to see how much offering people have given, donated to him. And he was upset. And he stopped the preaching now, using the moment, and began to lambast anyone who had watched into the offering basket and was even being violent this time, saying that, listen, anyone who will make any further attempt to look into the office ba offering basket, I'm going to whack you with this microphone. There is no sense of endurance of strength in this brother. As looked at it as a Lord have mercy. We have seen all kinds of things everywhere. And this brings a sense of um, belittlement to the, to the Christian faith, especially to the men of God, because we have watered down the Christian virtue for us to be to be strong, to be fortified, to be people who are solid in the things that we are doing. There are so many things you can look at it and you just laugh of it and then walk away. Because you look look at it and listen, this will not add any value to my Christian work or to my Christian faith, only to harden or to strengthen me. And you walk away. You will not even alter a word because you are a child who is solid and strong enough in the Lord. Hallelujah. So he says that you've got to be hardened. You receive and endure any hardness that comes in your life. Hallelujah. So you need the grace of endurement to be able to walk as a soldier of the cross. Amen. Every small thing that we start, we start uh, shouting out, screaming for help. But God says that we've got to be soldiers of the cross and endure hardness. Amen. Number, number three. So don't be entangled with the affairs of this life. There's so much going on in this life, my people. Listen to me carefully. By the grace of God, you've got to watch your environment carefully. You don't have to get yourself entangled in the things that does not add value to your Christian work. Hallelujah. You will never see me watching some of the movies that's out there. It does not add any value. A brother will come also, have you seen this? Look at this. I said, listen. If I look at this, it won't add any value to my Christian growth. All that I seek for is how much growth I have added or I have made sure to be added to my life every day. So if you do this to, to look for me to look a little bit lower or to lower the strength of God upon my life, it won't benefit me. So please, I don't need that in my life. So I don't watch some stuff. I don't try to use some things to hear. I don't want to listen to some music. because It does not add value to my life. I mean, it will be shocked if I told you this. Even most Christian songs, I don't want to listen to them because it does not edify my spirit. Hallelujah. Some of the worship songs is always seeking for something for themselves. But instead of lifting the most high God up, so I hardly listen to these things. You know, that's why I love the song one of our sisters sang, Give Thanks. That's one of those songs. So whatever it is, when I wake up in the morning, I've got to give thanks. When I go back to bed, I've got to give thanks. When I'm driving on the street, I've got to give thanks. Whatever I find myself, I've got to give thanks. Hallelujah. So it is expedient for us to become people of the student of the word and listen, be selective in our hearing so that we don't entangle ourselves with these affairs of this life. If not, the enemy gains undue advantage and penetrate through our life and weaken our effort of growth. Growth in grace. Hallelujah. 
And number four, he says, strive lawfully for the crown. Strive lawfully for the crown. Anything that you are doing and whatever you are doing, it has to be legal. Do it rightfully. Do it according to what the biblical principle desires of it to be. Do not jump the ropes and do not jump the hoops. Make sure that you go according to the leaders that the Bible expects it to be. So he says that you've got to be lawful in your dealing. So if you want to know how to be strong in grace, one, you've got to commit the truth to faithful men. Number two, you have to endure hardness as a soldier of the cross. Number three, you don't have to entangle yourself with the affairs of this life. And number four, you have to strive lawfully. So that when the reward comes, you can stand boldly and celebrate the goodness of the Lord through the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is the message that the Lord sent me to come and share with you today. So we have seen what God would do. We have seen what Jesus would do. We have seen what the Holy Spirit is doing. And now we have seen what you are supposed to do. It's a four act on each side. Jesus did four acts. God did four acts. The Holy Spirit is doing four acts. And you yourself is also supposed to do four acts. So for me, I feel that this message is a message of truth that we need in this life. If you feel that it's something that has been of a blessing to you, I want you to share with a brother and anyone that you believe that you want them to also grow and to be strong in grace. And the grace of God, this will help them to be strong and to be fortified in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. amen.